The Standard Procedure Podcast is brought to you by LaVie Bracelet. LaVie Bracelet has been in business for about two years as a small startup, having served over 2,500 customers, including designers, athletes, entertainers, fashion influencers, and so many more, including yours truly. Save 15% off of your next order by visiting LaVieBracelet.com and use code ANT15, A-N-T-1-5, at checkout. Again, that's code ANT15 at checkout. Also, the Standard Procedure Podcast is brought to you by Chase Bank. Chase is proud to serve nearly half of America's households with a broad range of financial services, including personal banking, credit cards, mortgages, auto financing, investment advice, small business loans, and payment processing. Visit Chase.com to find out what they can do for you. The official bank of the Standard Procedure Podcast, Chase, what matters. And this is brought to you by Spotify. If you're listening to this, I can bet you like podcasts and you probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free and you don't need a premium account. Spotify is a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Just search Standard Procedure on Spotify or browse podcasts in your library and follow us so you never miss an episode. Oh, and by the way, Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service, and now it can be your go-to for podcasts. Spotify. Listening is everything. friends and welcome back to another episode of the podcast i want to give a shout out to all of you who continue to give us a chance week after week and all of you new listeners welcome to the podcast now this episode is going to be a q a between myself and all of you listeners out there who wrote in questions for a lot of you who don't know and don't follow me on instagram i posted a story earlier this week you know, wanting people to send their questions or potential situations in, regardless of relationship, career, you name it. And we actually got a lot of questions in. And the producer of this podcast, who by the way, has done an outstanding job. She put together a combination of questions, some maybe more relationships, maybe some career. And we got it down to five really good questions. And you're thinking to yourself, five, well, that's not really a lot to go over on a podcast. But I think I really want to give you all more of a a detailed answer rather than you just sending in, you know, your question and me getting or being very brief with the answer. So uh, I haven't seen these questions yet. This is the first time looking at them. I'm pulling up the email right now. Uh, And we'll get to the first question. Um, Okay. Hi, Ant. I'm a 19-year-old lady and I'm scared shitless of being alone for the first time in a while this upcoming holiday season. I recently just got out of a four-year relationship with a guy I met in high school. She's asking, should I rush back into a relationship to feel a sense of comfort or tough it out on my own this year? Thanks. So immediately looking at this, definitely don't run back into a relationship just because you feel like you need somebody. Uh, You don't miss this individual. You miss having someone. And I think more importantly, there is a difference between you feeling alone and you being independent. And I think now this gives you a very, very good opportunity to be immensely independent more than you ever have been in your entire life. Because you mentioned you're 19 years old. You were just in a four-year relationship with a guy that you met in high school. So I'm going to assume like most people in the world, that was all you ever really knew. This guy was the greatest thing since sliced bread. You name it. But I think now you have the opportunity to really tackle 
how good you are on your own. And I really would strive for you to start using independence and being independent in your life. That way, when you get together with somebody else in the future, your independence versus his or her independence, whatever the case is, is going to make both of you stronger and make you guys be able to grow together. Because again, that's the point of a relationship. There's so many people in the world that just are in relationships and are content. They don't grow together. One side actually learns and grows to resent the other. And I don't think that's what I'm saying with your situation. But again, I want to really emphasize on this idea of independence versus you feeling alone, which by the way, you could still feel alone. I I understand that you're coming out of something that was pretty serious for you, uh, I'm assuming. So independence is going to be your best way to move forward, best way to tackle things on your own. And you really understand, wow, I really didn't need anybody to get by this opportunity or that situation. So that's definitely something uh, to look into. Also, this is an opportunity now for you to find out who you are. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean by that is you were in a relationship for a, you know, a four-year period. And to you, I'm sure it seems like you were in a relationship for a very, very long time. That's a pretty large portion of your life. And you really, when you're with that individual, you find out who you are with somebody. I personally believe and feel that it's better to find out who you truly are without somebody on your own independently, as I just mentioned. And by the way, your main goal at this point in your life is to have fun. Relationships are fine. And just know that most young people aren't ready for them. And I'm not saying you aren't or weren't, but most people, again, aren't ready for them because they don't understand what it takes for one side and the other side to come together and grow together. And this is a reason why a lot of them don't work out. So don't feel like you're alone in this as ever has happened to anybody else before, because I'm sure it happens really every day in the world. So definitely learn to tackle that on your own. You're going to be totally fine. And also... You are a different person now than you were two months ago, than you're going to be in two months from now, than you were two years ago, than you're going to be from two months from now, and the list goes on. I mean, that's the thing with relationships, especially at such a young age, you're still finding out who the hell you even are and what you're about. So getting into something with somebody who also might be in a similar stage could be a disaster. And again, I'm not trying to shy you away from relationships, but I really think The idea and method of independence at such a young age makes every person stronger because when they get to that point when they're ready for something, at some point, maybe that's you right now, I don't know, but for most people, it's a little bit later after 19 years old, then they realize, oh my gosh, like this is going to be great. We're going to be able to grow together and you name it. So hopefully I answered your question well there. I kind of rushed through a little bit of, of kind of really what came to my head. I can't think of anything else. Uh, Just good luck and definitely don't rush back into a relationship because it's not going to make you feel any sense of comfort at all. And I also don't even think you're going to tough it out on your own this year because you're learning to be independent now and you don't need somebody like me to tell you that. I'm sure you're very smart and very wise and understand and know what it takes to be able to do that. So good luck with that situation. I wish you luck and uh, we'll see what happens. Let me know. Write me back see uh, what happens in the next Q&A that we do. And by the way, guys, we're probably going to do these every so often. We got actually a lot of questions in, and what I wanted to do 
was have all of them be read on one episode. But then I realized it was going to take a really long time to do that. And you guys have lives to live. You got jobs to take care of, people to take care of, money to make. And you don't need to sit here and listen to something for an hour, regardless of who I am or who even you want to listen to. Personally, I never even want to listen to anybody longer than an hour, regardless of who it is. So this should probably be about 30 minutes, something like that. We'll see what happens. But uh, we're probably going to continue to do them over time. So for a lot of you that maybe don't hear your question put on the air today, we still have them. So when we do put out another Q&A episode, we'll obviously post it on my story on social media. We will make sure that all of you know what you guys can do in regard to sending questions in. And even if you already sent in a question, we have those emails logged, standardprocedurepodcast at gmail.com. The producer of this podcast put them in a folder and kind of separated them by category two. So we still have a lot of them. But I think now, more importantly than ever, uh, I wanted to get this out because, again, I promised this earlier on in the podcast and a lot of you really emailed and even DM'd and were like, I don't want my business put on the air. And I totally respect that. So this was really an opportunity for you. If you wanted to, you don't have to include names. You can include a little bit of your situation and I'll try to give you the best answer that I can. So that's just kind of the way, the way that we're going to go about it in the future. So if you don't hear it on the air today, don't feel bad. We probably got it. Uh, and then when we, you know, post it on my story or, send out maybe an email in the future, we'll let you know again when you can send questions. And by the way, you can still feel free to send questions into the podcast email or DM me and I can try and go back and forth with you. But in regard to getting them on the air, uh, we're probably going to do it every so often. I don't want to do it after every episode. I think this gives people an opportunity to come in here and see, hey, you know, this person, uh, Bob just asked the question. She's 19 years old. She was just in a four-year relationship with a guy she met in high school. I'm sure it's a lot of you out there who found that person in high school and thought that was it. And that was pretty much, you know, you're going to wrap it up and that was going to be your person for the rest of your life. And then right there, you know, you just see how things play out and uh, hopefully everything goes well for her, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right. To the next question, we're going to do five of these. Remember, hello, aunt writing you from London. Yes. You have listeners over here. So happy for your success. I'm a 25 year old guy who has been single my entire life. I never was good at holding conversations with women, never went to a school dance, or had courage to get words out of my mouth to one. Will I ever get over this fear? It seems like a long shot. Cheers. Well, first of all, that's awesome. Uh, A lot of you, I understand, are listening in the United States, but also I have some listeners in Europe because I obviously have some friends over there too, so maybe this is one of them and they didn't tell me. I have no idea. But um, yeah, so immediately the first thing that I see is you calling this a fear. Uh, And I think a lot of people phrase it like this. I would take the approach of not looking at it as a fear because then that plays into your mental mindset of, wow, whenever I do it, I just start becoming fearful and I can't do it. So don't use the word fear. I think that's super negative. And I understand what you're trying to say, but you're going to have to commit to changing in more of a degree that is accepting to how other people feel and how the other person feels. So what do I mean by this? This is going to make you comfortable in conversations by asking her questions about her life. Now, sure, nobody loves when somebody plays 25 or 21 questions, whatever that game is, with them. But if you do it in a way that's very, very intriguing and they're getting the vibe like, oh my gosh, this person's really interested in me, that's going to take that fear away from you. And hey, by the way, 
you might find something that she says to be similar or maybe even dissimilar in your life and you can have a conversation about it and don't feel like you have to sit there and agree with her about everything. So if you ask her questions, she says, I did this or I did that or I don't like this or I like that, you don't have to sit there and be her yes man. You can disagree because more than likely not, they find that more attractive and by the way, that conversation is going to be that much more interesting as well. So taking that load off of your shoulders and I wouldn't say putting it onto hers, but definitely giving her the ball and seeing what she can do with it. And then when she throws it back at you, giving you an answer, you can then play into that situation of, hey, I did this. Hey, I did that. But you never know where it can go. And I'm also totally for being authentic, being who you truly are. But you mentioned how, you know, you're 25 at this point. So obviously you're an adult and you never really had success holding conversations with women, which, by the way, a lot of people in the world have done and probably would never have been bold enough to write into a podcast. So I really want to give you props, dude. That's pretty much very ambitious because I don't think you're going to get a lot of people out there who even admit to that. And it's not even like it's a bad thing. I mean, again, I get it. People have different things. Their personalities are a little bit different. And that's what makes us all unique and great. But you have to learn and even take steps to learn how to be extroverted in these situations. So being super outgoing, you do not want to be aloof. You do not want to be cool and distant from conversations because what that's going to do is just give them this vibe of, wow, this person's really not interesting. So to really get over this fear that you you have you're going to have to, like I just mentioned, ask her questions, ask about her. And again, it might come back to be positive in your favor because you could totally disagree with something that she says or agree with it. And by the way, I think it's better to disagree as well. And I think that they probably think that too. And by the way, you're going to get over this. You're not the only one who feels this and or has ever felt this. So uh, yeah, I again, wish you luck. Let me know how that goes. You can email us back for an update in the future. I'd love to read that on. And you can also DM me as well. Okay, so that was question two. Question three. Where is this at? All right. Sorry, next page. I'm a 26-year-old woman, and I'm sick of dating around to find out that every guy is a player. Oh, boy, this could be good. I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready to find the one who makes me feel complete, but I also have thoughts of just not dating for a while. Don't do that. As a young guy, attractive guy, assuming you're in the player stage still, ooh, that hurts. As every guy seems to be, what would you do in my shoes? They might be a little small, but fill them up as much as you'd like. Appreciate the 30 minutes every week. Keep doing you. Okay, so first off, you're totally right in regard to a lot of guys being players. I don't think that's something that people don't know about. And I totally get where you're coming from. But I want to caution you with potential restrictions that you're putting on yourself by saying, well, you know what? I don't think I even want to date right now. I'm not saying that you do, but you put it in there as, you know, I have thoughts of maybe not dating right now. I definitely would not do that. Uh, Be cautious of those restrictions that you're going to put on yourself by not dating. And I think more importantly, don't push the envelope and all of these guys you might be going out with. Again, I don't know the amount, 
but you know this theme of, of guys being players, I'm assuming that you're probably going out with a, a decent amount at this point. Really figure out who you truly are, and I think this goes back to the first question uh, that that 19-year-old young woman wrote in about, which was trying to figure out, you're 26 years old, I'm sure you're very smart, you have a good job, you have a good degree, that's what I'm getting at at this point. If I'm wrong, well, then I'm wrong. But really try and figure out who the hell you are, and I'm sure maybe you have at this point, and focus on your independence, which will ultimately lead to something potentially happening more organically rather than forcing things. Forcing things. This is one of the bigger things that people talk about in regard to relationships. You know, hey, I, I'm just so upset right now because I can't find somebody. Don't worry about finding somebody because, again, you miss having maybe somebody, and I understand that. But figure out who you are because until you figure out who you are, what you're about, it's going to be very, very hard to be compatible with somebody else. So right then and there, that's something that I want to say right off the bat. Um, also, get to know the guy a bit more before you go out. So again, I don't want to say that you're going out with a lot of guys, but maybe you are. And uh, you probably got to get to know the guy a little bit more before you go. And by doing this, you can test the guy. Set boundaries early on. See if he tries to overstep that as a player. And all the guys that are listening to this right now, by the way, are saying, hey, why are you telling girls that? They already do this and make it very difficult for us. Well, hey, by the way, that's probably a good thing because they're able to figure out, are you a player or are you not? And in this case of this young lady, I would probably say, she needs to do that at some degree. Maybe you have. So I have no idea. And most importantly, do not settle at all by any means. And I think for you, and, and I could get some heat for this, but I think this is pretty important too. You're 26 years old. I'm, again, sure you have a stable job. You went to a good school. You have no problem getting guys. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that from what you sent. You're safest range for guys, and you don't need somebody like me to tell you this, and I'm sure you know, is probably guys late, late 20s, early 30s, and maybe even a little bit older, regardless of what you're comfortable with, because what you're going to find with guys even your age and definitely younger is their ability to not be mature and really be able to lift you both up together. And more importantly, guys in the age range age range of 18 to god 26 are probably players and by the way more of them are even players after that age too but the older that you go up and I'm not again asking you to date a 60 year old or seven I'm not saying that at any means I'm just saying low 30s is probably your best bet because at that point most of those guys are financially stable they are well educated they know who they are at least most of them do and they're pretty much ready to settle down. Now, that is very, very macro and very, very broad. Some guys are totally the opposite at that age, and they act like they're 18. I understand that, but the majority of them are going to probably be looking for somebody like you. So that is my advice. Don't put restrictions on yourself by saying, oh, I want to stop dating or even thinking of that because when you're not looking for somebody, it's awfully funny that you tend to find someone. So definitely keep that in mind. 
and again, let us know if something does work out in the future. So that was question three. Question four, uh, where is it? I recently had a one-night stand with a guy that I've known my entire life. I wasn't planning on it. It just kind of happened after a night of drinking at my place. He texted me the following day asking me to dinner. Is he just being nice or has intentions of continuous one-night stands? So immediately looking at that last question, I think it could be both. I think he definitely could be nice because you've known him your whole life. You kind of kept him close to you. But he also might have intentions of continuous one-night stands. Or, hey, maybe he has, you know, intentions of maybe seeing where things could go with you. But really assuming that you like the guy and maybe deep down you were always kind of curious about him. So see where this goes. Just because you go on a date with a guy doesn't mean you owe him anything. And I equate that to a lot of guys and even a lot of my friends who for some reason go on Tinder and use dating apps instead of Instagram. I don't know why, but anyway, they say it's a lot quicker and efficient, whatever. It's a different conversation for a different day, but I tell them just because somebody swipes right on you doesn't mean they owe you anything, and I would equate that with this in a real-life aspect of he is asking you to dinner. That doesn't mean that he is really giving you anything or nor do you owe him anything at all. So see where this goes. I I wouldn't try and turn the guy down unless you don't want to pursue anything farther or further with him. But I think you already know that. So uh, good luck with that situation Um, and give him a shot. I think that's obviously super important too. And since you've known him your entire life, I don't see why that's a problem at all. But if you're going to let this guy down, let him down now because he does not want to get to the third or fourth date and realize this girl really doesn't like me. So uh, that's one thing. Be upfront and be honest about it, and you will be totally fine. And on to the fifth and final question of this Q&A. Where is it? Okay, what's up, man? I'm a 17-year-old guy who is about to graduate from high school early and go to college as a biochemical engineer. That's awesome. Congratulations. My parents have always had this... uh Uh-oh. My parents have always had... I can see where this is going. My parents have always had this aspiration of me finishing first in my class and going off to school before everybody else. The problem is... I knew this is where it was going. The problem is I have zero to no social skills and fearful that it's going to hurt me going into college early. I've had my fair share of problems during high school with fitting in. Any advice you can give me is much appreciated. See you at the top. So you have to figure out where your priorities are to begin with. First of all, you're very, very smart. You're going to college early. You just said you're going to college for a word that probably doesn't even register in my vocabulary mind of mine. But realistically, you have to figure out where your priorities are with your parents because this right here has me cringing and I think it has a lot of you cringing too because parents like this, regardless of they want their kids to be this or that, are the worst. I mean, there isn't anything worse than that and I'm sure you're listening. Maybe you really are close with your parents and you don't know what to do, but I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here and I think a lot of you out there are thinking the same thing too. 
your focus on your studies, which by the way is super incredible, super smart, I feel like maybe has set you back a little bit socially, but that is the past and now it's time for you to figure out who the fuck you actually are and even if you want to do this, maybe you do and assuming that you're smart, so don't waste that, but focus your energy into getting to know other people. Your brain's always going to be in your back pocket unless you're in the classroom, but in regard to getting and fitting in, which by the way, I don't think that, I think when people say, oh, I wish I could fit in, I think that's bullshit because by the way, you are who you are and you determine if people are going to fit in with you. That's the way that you got to keep it. That's the way I've kept it my entire life and will continue to do so. So don't worry about that. But in regard to social skills, obviously you have to have them. And a guy like you who's super smart in your field, I don't think you're going to have a problem. But you know, when you get out of the environment that you're going to be working in, talking and being social with people, your personality is what everybody sees. And sure, your brain of, of your you know biochemical engineering is going to be in your back pocket in these situations. I mean, you can't start a conversation with, oh, I'm a bio, biochemical engineer. I do this. I do that. I do this. That's great. All fine and well. But most people are just going to get bored of that. So regardless, and that kind of contradicts what I just said about fitting in, you know, you can have that mindset of, I really don't care what people think, but you have to be able to keep conversations alive with people. And you mentioned how you have zero to no social skills and you're fearful that that's going to hurt you going into college early. And college is a totally different game than high school. High school, as you know, is more of like this in close knit group of people that always know everything about you and know kind of the T about you. In college, regardless of where you're going, I'm assuming that it's probably a bigger school. And if it is, a lot of people really won't know who you are. But I really want you to take that opportunity to use college as a spaceship to take you to new heights that you have never seen or even imagined before in your social skills. And a good way to calm the nerves is to ask about others. I mentioned this earlier to one of the other questions. You can ask about others in a way that you can maybe relate to. And even even if you can't, it's okay. They're going to see you who you truly are. And you should have no problem fitting in at all. You know, that, that field that you're in, you're going to have friends within the field, obviously. And it's good to have friends with a lot of people, really anybody that you can be friends with as long as they have the same values as you and everything like that above. But I really want to caution you of just fitting in. I think that's bullshit. And I think you know that too. You're a lot smarter than me. I would probably just say to go with this mindset of, and I don't even know why I'm hesitating to say this, go with the mindset of setting the example. And I think for you, you kind of have done that for a lot of young people in the world who has done an outstanding job to this point. But to really figure out those social skills, you got to try and figure out how can I be more outgoing? And always the knock on that is, well, you shouldn't change your personality for others, but you kind of have to do it a little bit in a way, like I mentioned, where you're able to ask about others and have a conversation, a back and forth. And even if you can't agree with them, by the way, I actually don't love agreeing with people all the time because it tends to be boring. The conversation just sits there and simmers and it simmers down quite quickly. So that's something that I would be mindful of if I were you. 
that's awesome. I wish you all the best. You can write in in the future. All of you, all of your questions that you guys wrote into this point, you can write back, give us an update. Again, we have your emails. We kind of put them in folders. Uh, and a lot of you that I didn't read today on this episode, we will get to at some point. And when we do another episode, we will make sure that uh, we specifically state if you already wrote in, you can write the same thing or maybe your situation has changed. But I actually appreciated reading all of these today and I look forward to doing it at another point whenever that may be. I don't know when that is. So we'll probably do a couple more episodes after this of content related things outside of Q&A and then maybe get back to it like I mentioned earlier. But uh, yeah, that was cool. So if next time maybe we'll have people send questions in of one to two sentences max and maybe we can read 10 questions or 20 questions or whatever it is. So uh, that's this episode of the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you from the show email, standardprocedurepodcast at gmail.com and in my DMs if that's easier for you. And I will see and talk to you guys later. Whoa.